0: This is the Irrelevant Information Podcast, a podcast about finding the deeper meaning of seemingly useless information. I'm Rodrigo Nunez, and today's episode is Charles Barkley Doesn't Have a Ring. In a period of five weeks, just about every basketball fan in the United States was watching one thing every Sunday, The Last Dance. This was a 10-part documentary on Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls, focusing on the last season of Jordan being with the Bulls, but touching on his entire career there. Objectively, it wasn't a good documentary. It was about as biased as my mom is whenever anyone asks her who is the most handsome young man. But I mean, that was expected. After all, you don't give the main subject of your documentary final cut unless you're giving away any semblance that it is an actual documentary. It was entertaining though. I mean, seeing old basketball guys from the 90s talk trash about each other, interspliced with footage from the time and behind the scenes footage of Jordan being a jerk to his teammates was actually super fun. It was even awe inspiring at times to see a man push himself and those around him so hard to achieve one goal, to win, to be the best at his job. Not only the best at the time, but to really try and push to be the best of all time. Michael Jordan willed his teammates to win three championships in a row because the greatest players that came before him had only done it twice. And he found motivation anywhere. He was making up stories or imagining slights just to feel his psychotic inner fire to demolish his enemies. The last title of the Bulls three-peat came against the Phoenix Suns, who had a star player of their own, Charles Barkley. Now, Charles Barkley was good at basketball. He was very good at basketball, so good, in fact, that he was voted the most valuable player in the 92-93 season, the same season that Michael Jordan was playing in the NBA and like, that's the season that he won his third title. Yet Barkley still won this prize over him. Jordan used that as motivation and once again willed his team to beat Barkley's sons. Jordan retired, then came back, of course, and won three more. Charles Barkley never won one and this is held against him in some circles, him and all other players that haven't won a title. And yet, for all of Jordan's titles and success, I'd rather be like Charles Barkley than Jordan. Simply because, unlike Michael Jordan, I think Chuck is happy. Charles Barkley came into the NBA in 1984. He was drafted in the first round, fifth pick overall, by the Philadelphia 76ers. He's originally from Leeds, Alabama, which I honestly couldn't find on a map even if you paid me. Chuck is 6 foot 6 inches tall and weighed around 250 pounds when he played, which is traditionally too short for the position he played. Power Forward. Power forwards are usually the second biggest guy on the court with heights like 6'9 or higher. Barkley was surprising in that for someone so small and so heavy, he was so explosive and athletic. His dunks were like atomic bombs, and he could also handle the ball really well, which even to this day is a bit of a rarity on a big man. He had this behind-the-back pass that was super nice, and he could score at will almost on anyone. All of this to say, Chuck was good. Really good. He was an 11-time All-Star, and in between 1986 and 1991, Chuck was the most efficient two-point scorer in the NBA. He had a two-point field goal percentage of over 60% for five seasons straight, which is pretty insane. In total offensive rating, he was the best man in the NBA in 88 and 89, but stayed in the top 20 for 11 seasons. In total value over replacement of all time, he's the 11th ranked player in the NBA. Just to give you an idea how high that is, according to that statistic, Barkley is more valuable to your team's chance of winning than Kobe Bryant, Larry Bird, Shaq, or even Scottie Pippen. Charles is in the Hall of Fame. He was on the Dream Team in 1992 and 1996, and he made the Purple Phoenix Suns uniform iconic. Chuck was a beast. Now, I don't think anything I can say can encapsulate what a great player he was. And if you don't believe me, just stop this right now and YouTube Charles Barkley basketball highlights and be impressed. In recent years, however, there's been a prevailing sentiment amongst the less sophisticated of sports fans that argue that for all his achievements, Charles Barkley's career isn't really special because he never won a championship. This view has gained strength propelled mostly by TV shows on sports television that like to argue in ridiculous manners and require everyone to form an opinion on someone immediately and be absolute in it. The louder you can scream your point, the more correct you are. These shows decide that nothing matters unless you win a championship. Never mind that this invalidates the careers of most of the professional sports players who have ever played any sport. Still. In this way of thinking, Charles Barkley and any other player who's never won a championship is a failure. Therefore, the one who has the most championships is the best player of all time, right? That's Michael Jordan. Except it's not Michael Jordan. It's Bill Russell that has the most championships. So then what makes Michael Jordan the best? Is he the best? The defining qualities that make Michael Jordan the best of all time in the eyes of these people is the fact that he not only won a lot of championships, but he was also the most driven person alive. He was so obsessed with winning, he'd do anything to win. Nothing could stop him. That's what makes him the best. Charles Barkley famously wasn't this. He wouldn't work out. He'd eat a lot. He'd crack a lot of jokes. He'd speak his mind. He'd get angry and in fights, at one point tossing a man out of a window. He'd played hard, very hard, He was one of the best ever to do it, but then he'd go home, he'd go out, he'd play golf, he'd hang out with his friends. When he lost, he wouldn't find something to fuel his inner fire and the defeat. He'd just accept it and move on. Whereas Jordan and his business partners embraced the idea of Jordan as an ideal human of some kind and embraced that whole thing of being like Mike, Charles Barkley's famous Nike ad was him declaring himself unfit to be a role model. I'm not a role model, I'm not paid to be a role model, I'm paid to wreak havoc on the basketball court, parents should be role models, just because I dunk a basketball, doesn't mean I should raise your kids. (laughs) I love that ad and I agree with Chuck 100%. Basketball players should not be role models especially Michael Jordan. I hate when business people or worse faith leaders try to shoehorn a Michael Jordan story as a story of tenacity or perseverance principles. The man was a bully and a jerk who psychologically abused his teammates and his superiors, manufactured grudges in his mind to fuel his anger, which in turn fueled his performance. I'd hate to work with someone who is fueled by anger and most anyone would too. The worst part, is that this behavior is seen as acceptable because of the outcome. In a world where championships are the only things that matter, it doesn't matter how you got there. When the ends justify the means, right? The worst part is at some point, players started believing this too. You're telling me Zaza Pachulia and JaVale McGee are considered better than average players because they sat on the edge of a bench of a great basketball team? Maybe, that's what their peers seem to value. This obsession with championships is what drove arguably the second or third best player active right now to move to a great team, forsaking the fans and team where he had played for 11 years in pursuit of that championship ring. He was the best scorer in the league for multiple seasons and even the MVP, but it didn't matter without that ring, right? So he left and he won twice and he was unhappier than he's ever been. To the point that the third season with the team was just painful to watch from the outside. It was a season-long implosion. That player is Kevin Durant, by the way. Michael Jordan doesn't seem too happy either. He's still holding grudges over things that happened 30 years ago. Why are you angry about stuff if you're the best? If winning cures everything, how can the man who's won it all be unhappy? Maybe it's because winning isn't everything. Winning isn't even the thing. Maybe winning is a lie. If you're interested at all in how this chase of Michael Jordan's ghost has shaped the NBA specifically and how it affected Kevin Durant and arguably the best basketball team of all time, I highly recommend the book, The Victory Machine by Ethan Sherwood Strauss. In it, he touches on Barkley near the end of the book and says the following about him, which I consider to be one of the greatest quotes about him. He says the following, quote, Barclay was a great player who perhaps never achieved ultimate glory because he enjoyed his work-life balance and meals on the road. Yet he's contagiously, hilariously happy in most settings. He gets paid to pontificate and joke around with friends on television. Barkley never won a ring, but he won retirement. The latter might have something to do with the former life never ended up revealing the lie of winning to chuck End quote. and this is where charles Barkley reveals that he really is a role model a role model to not losing sight of the big picture to realize that life goes on and that winning at all costs may be too high a price that's what i want to say to you who's listening to this There's too much focus on being successful nowadays. The follow-up question to that is always, successful to who? To the people who are only looking at a bank account? To your boss? To someone that you're trying to impress? I saw a motivational speaker once say, rich people never sleep. They're working all the time. My response to that was, who wants that life? Who wants a life of unrelenting pursuit of someone else's idea of success? And who told that guy he was a motivational speaker because that's awful. What if success is not having the most money? What if success is not being the best at what you do? What if success is not winning the most times? What if success is having a good retirement? What if success is having a handful of genuine good friends? What if success is speaking with your parents every day? What if success is having a hobby you really enjoy and find fulfilling? What if success is having a great relationship with your kids? What if success is tending to a garden in your home? What if success is not winning a championship because who cares about a championship when you're getting paid to play a children's game and that's enough of a victory? What if instead of lionizing the single-mindedness of Jordan, we appreciate the perspective of Barkley? Throughout his playing career and his post-playing career, Charles has never lost focus of how absurd his life is. His gratitude has always been a characteristic of him that I've admired. He's never lost sight of where he came well, from. Well, man, uh, Tony, uh, I am the luckiest person in the world. You know, growing up in the project of Leeds, Alabama, I never thought that I would make it to the NBA, and now uh, I, I now I'm getting paid to watch basketball. I have exceeded all my expectations, and I'm just lucky and blessed, man. I'm I'm the luckiest guy in the world. And this is why, even though Charles Barkley doesn't have a ring, I'd rather be like Chuck than like Mike. That's it for this week's episode. Thanks for listening. The Irrelevant Information Podcast is written, recorded, And edited by me, Rodrigo Nunez. If you like this episode, share it with a friend or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. But really getting the word out there is the best thing you can do for the show. Um, I hope you enjoyed this. I know it was a little basketball heavy, but I wanted to do a podcast on The Last Dance because I really enjoyed it. If you didn't get that from the show, then that's my mistake. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was super entertaining. And I really couldn't find anything that hadn't already been said a million times about it already. So... And plus, I really like Chuck and I really believe everything I said about this. So thanks for listening. And as always, OR4 did nothing wrong. This is the Irrelevant Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.